Do you aspire to have a better connection with your daughter? Hmm? I've known this feeling and there's a way to meet this challenge. That's what this podcast is all about. It starts with simple steps to help mothers and daughters work together and explore subjects that matter to each of them, regardless of age. Hi, I'm Amy Miller, founder of Amy's Art Palette and the host of the Mother Daughter Art Project. I'm a mom and also a credentialed art teacher, certified parent coach, artist, camp mom, and connector. Creating a stronger bridge between people is the essence of what I do, especially with mothers and daughters. This podcast was born from the positive impact that the Mother Daughter Art Project, a monthly subscription box membership, was having on so many family dynamics. You'll hear from me and experts who see the importance of building a strong bridge between mothers and daughters and have ways to make that happen. I'm so grateful you're here listening. Thank you for showing up today and for showing up for you and your daughter. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Amy's Art Palette. I'm Amy, and I am here with Kay Korsh, who's been helping people refine their style for nearly two decades. And she's worked with some amazing personalities along the way. Good morning, Kay. Nice to see you. Hi, Amy. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. So nothing gives you more energy and drive than working with people. And the same resonates with me. You also love learning about how our minds work and founded Mind Over Fashion 18 months ago. Kay helps women with overwhelming wardrobes get clarity on their style. And her main priority is to tune into her clients' wishes and needs and to gently elevate their existing style to make them feel comfortable and confident according to their lifestyle. Her approach is candid and compassionate. Welcome, and I think that's so important. Someone who works with people who have compassion because sometimes we can get in a rut, right? And so I assume when you work with people, they may be a little resistant, so you have to bring that compassion. Compassion is a big word word for me. I started looking into it a couple of years ago for myself. And to me, this is how you can actually get results. And I think maybe different people get results different ways and achieve their goals. But I find that unless I'm compassionate towards myself and compassionate towards others, you can't really get through. You need to be vulnerable. You need to be open and kind of you know, put your hand on your heart. Like it it can be a bit sort of cheesy for some people, but uh, to me, this is really important to listen to yourself and be comfortable with yourself. Yes. In our conversations we've had prior, I really have that sense from you that, you know, it really is just, you want to represent who you are through your style and fashion and clothing and not what is expected from the what you perceive to be expected from the outside world how did you how did you get involved and and know that you like to do this so I always always was into fashion like since I was like three years old and I come from quite a small uh town so there wasn't really much fashion there but I always had it you know my mom saw this in me and I'm actually really grateful to her because uh, she got excited and she was showing me different things and uh, obviously 
wanted to, to make sure that I do something which I love. And I basically, when I started working, it's always it was always connected with fashion. But uh, I've been in the fashion industry for like 20 years now, but mostly consulting brands and working with celebrities. But after having kids, my direction, I really wanted to change my direction because uh, my priorities changed and the way I looked at the world changed and uh, the values which I wanted to give to my kids. So it was actually, uh, at some point, I really sort of hesitated. I wasn't sure, you know, I was kind of like, you know, this feeling when you're kind of floating in the world and you don't really know, you feel like you want to change something, but you're not sure. So anyway, I was uh, one day just walking um, my kids to school for the drop-off and this uh, other mom was walking next to me and she asked me what I did and I said I was a fashion stylist uh, and she said, ah, don't we all need one? And I thought to myself, yeah, maybe that's true, you know. Real people need stylists, so maybe that's what I should change. So this was kind of a catalyst for me. So after that, I started developing mind over fashion and that kind of brought my love for understanding how our brains work and love for fashion together. So I kind of, you know, like what, how do I bring the fact that I love how our brains work into my personal styling with women it's just because I like seeing how people react and their behavior. So I kind of, I think it helps me to tune in with my clients. Do, does it make sense? It makes sense. Yeah. So you mentioned a couple of times just now that you are a stylist. You're not a fashion designer. You're not yeah. a designer, but you are a stylist. Can you explain what the difference is? Yeah, so the main difference is that the designer is somebody who creates new, new styles, new fabrics, new clothes. And the stylist is somebody who combines those things together. So something which is already made, my skill is to put them together in the best uh, way and also fit it on a real person in the best way. Because obviously we all have different shapes, different colors suit, uh, different complexions. So my strength and my skill is in knowing how to do that best. A lot of us don't know that. A lot of us, you know, just we put on our jeans and a t-shirt or jeans and a sweatshirt or a sweater and a blouse, or we put on our leggings and our tennis shoes and we just go about our day if we just wanted to elevate our everyday clothing away from our regular jeans and sweater t-shirt and leggings is there something some tips you can provide to just maybe a simple way to elevate our outfits so that i i i know i'm going to ask you two questions here that how can you you know what tips can you give us but also how can what we are wearing impact our mood? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you answer whichever one you want first. Okay, so I'm going to answer first how any person can elevate their style the easiest way. So the easiest way is to just, uh, you know how sometimes you just have fun maybe with your friends, uh, just uh, going for a drink or inviting them over for a smoothie, whatever you do. I would invite a friend over, just whatever, for a cup of tea or something, put on some music, take all of your clothes and 
start putting them on and combining different things together and looking in the mirror and, you know, talking to your friend and notice different elements, what works better on you. So say, for example, if you put on a a V-neck top and an A-line skirt, whatever, for example, notice if the V-neck works better for you or a round neck, what kind of shoulders have you got? So start noticing different details of your body because normally what happens is we get caught up uh, and think generally, we're kind of catastrophizing and generalizing about our bodies and we think, oh, I just look bad in everything or like it just nothing works on me. And the way to break away from that is to start going into detail separately. And that way... Uh, Rather than seeing this big kind of idea that nothing works, you will start understanding why this doesn't work, why this works. If you look at little details, yeah, that's exactly what I do, you know. So I kind of always had this for some reason as a skill from being a child that I just looked into tiny details and noticing the difference in little shapes and the colors. And that's all what it is. So once you start noticing and yeah, going back to the idea of this, I call them style parties, which you can either do with your friends or by yourself, you can do obviously as well, but this will give you an opportunity to explore and you don't even need to buy anything new. You literally just take everything out and start putting different things together and start taking pictures of different combinations. And then maybe you can print them out. It can become like a, a mood board and it will get you excited. And of course, there are times that you will feel like ah, nothing works. I took 20 pictures, I put everything on and nothing works for me. If that's the case, I wouldn't feel discouraged. It might mean that you maybe might need to go to the shops and rather than buying something, just take a few different things which you haven't got at all. I mean, like shapes which you haven't got. Perhaps you only have a certain shape which you are used to wear for years and you uh, want to try something unusual which you haven't tried before. So you don't need to buy it. All you need to do is you just take a few things to the changing room try them on, again, take some pictures, and then you can look at them at home and see how you feel. So it's, it's basically all about exploration. Does that make sense? Do you have any questions about that? Yes, it makes sense. I, I actually, I think my daughter, Sarah, does that. She looks to see, and she has in her mind what really works for her, because she can look at something and just know this is going to look good on me. And I'm Mm going to like it. And in the opposite way, she'll say, oh, no, that's not going to that's not going to fit right for me. So but I I I don't think like that. I just think, oh, well, that's cute on the hanger and it'll you know, I'll try it on. And, you know, unless it's like really I really don't like it, then, you know, then, you know, I'll wear it. So I'm not thinking about is it a round neck? Is it a square neck? Is it a halter top is it there is one neck that i love and catherine which one i think catherine hepburn wears this neck it has the shoulders are there's no shoulders and it's a high neck here and it goes to in the back of the neck that sounds like a halter neck 
yeah a halter right I, I think so yeah yeah I love I love that neck and when I wear those I I do feel when I we am wearing clothes that I feel good in that I feel flatter my shape I am in a happier mood mm -hmm. do you find that that is true for many people if if they're wearing something that they feel good in they're feeling um happier and portraying like a better energy versus people who are not comfortable in their clothing and then projecting that you know a negative energy or just not confident so i connect this to self-love so self-love and comfort and happy mood kind of similar terms to me because if you if we are comfortable we can be our true selves we can be relaxed we can be calm and happier and we allow ourselves that comfort if we love ourselves so I actually started questioning what it means to love yourself when with my daughter, who is now eight, when she, so we, me and my husband kind of always encourage her and to, that loving yourself is really important because if, if you don't love yourself, you can't love other people and so on. And so she started kind of saying, ah, I love myself. I love myself, but it didn't seem like she actually realized what she was talking about. You know, she just kept saying it so I started thinking about how to explain it to her and I actually even created like a mind map uh, where I wrote in the middle I love myself and then I did a few sort of arrows and my thoughts what it actually means and one of the main ones was uh, I am enough so if I am enough for myself it means I love myself I am kind to myself I forgive myself for my mistakes I allow myself to make mistakes, to make those mistakes. And one other thing was, is I'm comfortable. So I'm physically and emotionally comfortable. And when I talk to my members and my clients, this is the first thing which we talk about is their physical and emotional comfort. And coming back to your question about the mood, this is basically the direct connection between the two. So if they are physically comfortable, meaning they don't have restrictions, so they can, you know, freely move around, they wear fabrics which they like. And for example, some women don't like wearing turtlenecks like myself, like I feel always if I have a turtleneck, like I want to just rip it off because my neck is hiding, but others, for example, prefer to wear scarves and turtlenecks to kind of maybe shield from the world which is fine if that's what what makes them comfortable so this is all about physical comfort which will make them happy and then there is emotional comfort where uh, you think you have to um, think about what what is the reason why i why i dress like do i dress for kind of ju just for practical reasons or do i dress uh, to express myself as a person. So yeah, so this is, these are the two main aspects of comfort. I feel uh, for me, like I'm always dressing for practical. I would imagine that is more common that people are just dressing for practical. It's cold out, I need a sweater, I'm wearing jeans and that seems practical, you know? And if I, you know, I feel I look cute and I'm comfortable, then I can just go about my day. I, I'm sure when I was younger, 
I was dressing to express myself. But when I see people that I perceive that are dressing to express themselves, I, I value their ability to just wear things that I know they must feel good in and they are expressing themselves and they're making themselves stand out. Yeah, but that's actually interesting what you said that you, when you were younger, you were dressing more to express yourself and now you dress more for practical reasons. I guess it's connected with the fact that you don't have as much time that, you know, when you have your kids and then you kind of, you don't really, there are other things in life which are, which become more important to you. Um, yeah, there's also other ways that I express myself. I mean, every day I'm expressing myself, not necessarily through my clothes, but through my my mood and my words and, and my art and my the creativity that I put out into the world and my friendliness. And there's so many ways that I think that one can express themselves. And I just don't take clothes as, as a way to express myself. I'm very much more practical. Also, I think it's important to mention that the, there is a lot in between. So there is complete practical and complete expression of yourself. And there are all obviously lots of variations. And for each person, it's kind of, you would be somewhere on the scale uh, between whatever, zero to 10. And uh, I think another interesting thing is sometimes women give up on themselves, you know, when they don't have time, when they have busy lives with their families and they uh, stop thinking and they don't even, uh, they think they don't have the right to um, care for themselves and then they then it becomes well then their wardrobe becomes very boring because it's just everything is for practical reasons and if they kind of start noticing th maybe things which suit them better like the silhouettes and the colors which suit them better and they still they can still pick things which are very practical but just tweaking those things a little bit to suit their specific body shape and their specific colors. I like, and then all of a sudden, I, it becomes I, I, like, I like that you're saying more about what fits them and their mood and their, their body shape and what they like versus what they see in a magazine or, you know, the influence on the outside. I really like that you keep bringing it back to like, what do you feel good in? What do you see in the mirror? Do you like these shoulders with the shoulder pads or, you know, no shoulders or V-neck or square neck or round, bringing it back to what we individually like and trying not to be influenced by what we see in social media and the movies and all of that. And I think especially for younger people, they're influenced more about what they see versus tuning into how they feel for themselves about what they're wearing and what they want to look like. How do we help our children make a distinction between really it's about what you like to wear versus, you know, someone's wearing this and I want to wear that also. And it may not look good on our body shape or make us feel good. So I would say it's always been the case even before social media. So before when we were only looking at magazines so or in films maybe, we would look at things and we would be like, ah, this looks amazing on that person. I want to buy a similar thing uh, to have for myself. 
and then we would buy that thing and it just doesn't work at all and then we're disappointed. So the way to approach this is to first do the exercise which I was talking about before where you uh, kind of do a, a checklist of your shoulder type, your height, uh, your proportions, yeah? Have you got, uh, so for example, like a simple thing would be if you've got a big difference between chest, waist, and it means if you wear uh, those kind of uh, trendy silhouettes, which is something oversized and that doesn't have a waistline in, it's going to make uh, the whole silhouette very, very square or rectangular because your widest uh, points are going to be this is going to be the whole, um, the, the width of your silhouette is going to be your widest point. So if you have got that difference between uh, chest, uh, waist, and hips, you always need to uh, have a waist in, something either a belt or something which is inbuilt into the garment. Because if you don't, well, I already said what would happen. Yeah. Um, so this is, this is why the first thing to do always is to work out in general terms, which shapes work for you. And then when you look for inspiration, look specifically for similar body shapes within your inspiration. So for example, if you're petite, look at other petite women, so which are similar height and similar body proportions. If you're really tall, look at tall women, but then you can be tall and curvy or tall and uh, quite uh, sort of straight and lean. You know, there are all different bodies out there so try to find uh, if you're looking for inspiration and i would say it's very good to have inspiration because this is how you you kind of build the bank of imagery in your head right or it can be on your phone on your computer or you can make a printout mood board i guess but uh, yeah so look only at those people who inspire you who have similar body shapes and similar coloring to you and that way you won't make that mistake. I'm feeling a little now like, oh, I want to change some things up in my wardrobe. I'm going to look for inspiration because I'm a petite woman. I'm five mm -hmm. feet. And so I will look for some women wearing clothing that I think flatters them. And then I can go look for those kind of items. And it doesn't have to be expensive. I'm a big believer in thrift shopping, going to consignment stores, and then having that idea in our head about what looks good on us, we can actually look for those kinds of pieces and find them without spending a lot of money because then it's a second secondhand piece of clothing, which I love secondhand clothing. Would you agree yes. that we have the idea in our head about what's now going to look good on us? And so it just makes it easier to go shopping. And if we don't have a lot of money or don't want to invest a lot of money in, in our clothing, we can find these things in other places rather than new. Well, I love recommending uh, secondhand uh, shopping because I'm always pro upcycling and, you know, circular economy within fashion industry because there are far too many things being produced all the time. And I actually had a brilliant uh, woman inside giving a talk inside my membership, Becky Leeson, and she spoke all about vintage clothing. So I actually can recall a few things which she was talking about. So one uh, very important point, and that actually applies to any shopping, not just vintage shopping, but I would say especially with vintage shopping is plan ahead. So plan ahead, meaning write down a list on your phone of 
things which you actually need to look for. So you don't go and get excited about uh, something and you forget that you already have like 10 of those things. So that's number one. Number two, make an inspiration board. Again, on your, on your phone, you can maybe make like a Pinterest board or if you don't use Pinterest, just take screenshots and use them in your photos on your phone. But basically, we kind of spoke how to get those pictures. So you look at women with similar shapes. And when you have those ideas in your phone, you will have a clearer vision of what you need to look out for when you shop and the same when you go through this exercise of going through your own wardrobe and you start noticing which things from your own wardrobe work best on you then when you go vintage shopping you can look for similar colors you know necklines and uh, lengths and things like this then another thing is be open-minded because when you when you look at things you might kind of especially if it's a second-hand shop with uh, maybe lots of things in there, uh, it's always best to take your time, uh, don't, don't rush and have an open mind, slowly browse through and uh, look at things. And it's also very important to uh, try things on because a lot of things, they would look uh, like nothing on, on the hanger, but once you try them on, it actually potentially sits on your figure really well and uh, you start noticing things which you haven't noticed before i wish uh, i lived closer and i want to come thrifting in london <laughs> uh, london is fantastic for thrifting brilliant but um yeah there is a lot of online vintage shops now as well which it's i would say it's all similar things apply to just normal shopping as uh, they apply to thrifting as well but i guess you kind of you need to apply those things even more diligent yep. yes uh, to apply them yeah so another thing which i wanted to mention which i found quite interesting about thrift shopping not online but but in person is make sure that you're wearing something uh, which uh, uh, you can just pull things on on top of it so maybe like uh, thin thermals or like leggings or tights so yes it's hard to shop at a thrift store if you're wearing clunky clothes and then you want to try something on so if you're going yeah. shopping and there's not a dressing room to exactly, wear a legging yeah. and a tight top so that you can actually see what it would look like on on your body without something underneath it that's a really exactly. good good tip and uh, yeah and one more thing is try not to have anything in your hands so it's better to go with the backpack because if if you look through stuff and you start uh, holding things and collecting things you don't want to carry other bags with you yes good you gave some good tips thinking about our body shapes what we like and if we want to be influenced by what we're seeing it's a good idea to find someone who is the same shape as us so that we can see if we like what they're wearing we can find something similar for ourselves lots of good tips and i i imagine for younger kids when they're very young as parents were buying for them and we're just buying more practical clothing but as our children mature and have their own ideas about what they want to look at there's their sense of style emerges and it may or may not be the same as what the parent wants the child to wear so i think it's important as a parent to really be open-minded to allow your child to 
wear the clothing that they feel most comfortable in. Yeah, well, I can definitely talk about it with my own daughter because she has amazing style, but it's very, very different from my own style. And it took me years to tune in and understand, like, it's like she's my toughest client, you know, because <laughs> whenever I was buying her something, she just wouldn't wear it. So it would be a total, but I now uh, understand much better what, what she likes. But as you said, it's extremely important to give them space. I think actually that's more than for anybody else. That's quite challenging because that's my job. So I know a lot about it. So it's going to be harder for me to let her explore, especially as she gets older and refrain from comments like uh, and giving my own opinion. But I think it's extremely, extremely important to give her that freedom of exploring different styles. And she has to go through it to kind of discover who she wants to be, what she wants to look like. So yeah, yeah won't that be fun? Won't that be fun for you to see what emerges from your daughter, having you as her influence and knowing that she's in a safe space to express herself and wear what she wants and, and good for you for really being, seeing that, you know, her style may be different from you and that's okay. We need to just be accepting of other people and of our own children and whatever they want to wear to express themselves. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I learned a lot and I wish we lived closer. I guess, I guess I'll have to take a trip to London to come <laughs> shopping with you. You're always welcome. We will go shopping if you come around. Oh yes. Well, you know, I'm going to keep you to that because at some point I'll be traveling. The whole world will be traveling again at some point. It would be more fun to do it together. And, and I know you are very interested in the Mother Daughter Art Project. And you are also yeah. an inspiration to me to be creating this new product that's coming out soon for all pairs. So you'll be able to have your own experience with your daughter. I know that that's something you want. I can't to do. wait. I honestly can't wait. Yeah. Um, I'm working on it right now, actually. Today's one of the days that I'm, I'm um, putting it more, more and more together, creating this, the content of what we do in the Mother Daughter Art Project, but make it more accessible to everyone, no matter where you are, whether you're in London or Singapore or Germany, or even in the United States, you can just go buy your own art supplies. And I'll give you all the tools needed to to do the activity, to have the conversation, to have meaning behind it, linking the podcast. So it's really going to be great. I think it's such a brilliant idea and it's so different from everything which is out there because uh, there are lots of sort of art, arts and crafts subscription boxes, but the way you challenge the, the connection and the communication and the, the incredible ideas which you give what to talk about with your with the person who you want to connect it's it's so important because sometimes we just get uh, uh, stuck in our ways and we be, we're busy all, all the time you know so just have this minute to sit down and ask these questions and let them ask the questions it's priceless thank you it's kind of like clothing you know we get stuck in our ways we're wearing the same clothing and we don't make yeah. And it's like a relationship. We get stuck in our relationship. We're just having a busy life and we don't stop to make the connection, which 
over time, if we don't stop to make that connection as our relationship with our loved one moves forward, then the it's possible if we're not making that time, then the connection is just no longer going to be there. So this is what this helps for all people of any connection, any age, any gender, any location to be able Definitely. to deepen their connection. So thank you. <laughs> well, thanks so much for being here. Now, if people wanted to find you and to see what other kind of things you're offering, where can they find you? Yeah. So if you are on Instagram, you can find me under Mind Over Fashion LDN. And if you're on Facebook, you can find me under Mind Over Fashion. So Mind Over Fashion LDN as in London, Mind Over Fashion LDN on Instagram and Mind Over Fashion on Facebook. And very exciting things are coming for you and your people that you work with. Thank you very much. It was a real pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for listening to the Mother Daughter Art Project podcast. We welcome any reviews and comments on your favorite listening platform. You can make a lasting impact by sharing this podcast with those you love. For more information about the Mother Daughter Art Project monthly subscription box, visit amysartpalette.com. Are you feeling uneasy that you're not an artist? Don't be. I taught elementary school art and designed the projects to be accessible for all ages. I believe everyone is an artist and is just finding the right materials you enjoy working with. But remember, it's not about the project, but the process and journey you will be on with your daughter. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Amy's Art Palette. That's Amy's Art Palette with one L and two T's. And you'll get to see all the original art we've been creating and the life-changing comments from our members. Thanks for showing up and finding ways to connect today and every day.